Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Brad, how was Disney? <laughs> that's um, that's not kind of a silly question, isn't it? Because I mean, when is when how? is Disney not amazing? So how great was Disney? There you go. There you go. That's the that's the way to put it. It was it was awesome. Um you know, this trip was a it, it was a little bit odd because this is the so my wife and I have gone to Disneyland before. Uh but Nancy and I have never had the opportunity to go to Walt Disney World just the two of us. Really? Yeah. So that was kind of a unique experience for us because with my when my family's with us, um it's just we do things differently. My family is very much all about like, we're going to be at the park when the park opens. We're going to stay till the park closes. You know, it's go, 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 which I, I enjoy doing, but with Nancy, she wants to take things quite a bit slower. I mean, we did not make rope drop for one park any day. Right. And we, we had talked about with our, you know, three, four day trips that we took recently that slow was good. Yes. And so how was slow for a week? Slow for a week is the way to do a week because I've done uh, weeks before. And now I'm, I am actually a little bit sick uh, today, uh, but that actually started yesterday as we were driving home. Um, oh, that's so, good. Yeah. So I was in good health the entire time we were there and it was just, it was so nice to be relaxed. I mean, we actually had uh two days during this uh during this trip that we were not going to go to the parks at all uh we it, we did end up going one of the two days but we had one day where like all that we did was we got up since we had a vehicle with us we actually drove around to disney uh disney has some official closeout type places in the uh in the in the malls there in right. orlando so we went by some of those and and picked up some gifts for people and we went by Theme Park Connection, which is amazing. Uh, I don't know if you guys have checked out their stuff. They they sell a lot of stuff on eBay. Uh, they get a lot of really cool. If I remember correctly, didn't weren't they the ones that had the monorail car or something like that at one point? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and they were selling it for like eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they they have just they had the most random stuff. They had like name tags. You you want a Disney name tag? Go to like a cast member name yes yes you can get a cast member name tag huh uh you can get cast member some of the stuff i i I, okay some of the stuff was weird to me because like there are stacks of awards cast member like with cast members names on them for this thing that they did for the company or that thing or framed letters from people I, i remember seeing one specifically that was like Congratulations on your five years of perfect attendance with the company. And huh. yeah, it's this framed letter that somebody just went, ah, I'm going to uh, to sell this because essentially they, they kind of operate like a like a pawn shop, I think. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. So some of the stuff is, is a little bit odd, but there's so much like cool things that you're not going to see anywhere else and uh, outside of like Company D, which is the the place where cast members can go and buy stuff stuff from out of the hotels and 
you know, my sister got me this really cool uh, wooden picture from Innoventions. And when they updated it, they they sent a lot of the stuff to Company D. So those sort of those sort of like re, uh, park specific, resort specific stuff finds its way to Company D. But this is the first time that I've seen that stuff available to anybody who's not a Disney employee. Huh. Now, so I've never gone to Walt Disney World uh, with a car. So. If if it's not available by bus, I've never done it. So yeah, I've I have not experienced uh, the little store with all the 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 Disney pawn shop, as it were. Yes, yeah. So so that was that was extremely cool. And again, I love being able to go to the to the to the malls, to the outlet malls, and be able to pick up these items. There was a lot of 2015 stuff, which was great because we actually had a 2015 trip. So we were able to pick up a couple of 2015 things for like 70% off. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which 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 let's remember this is Disney stuff, so 70% off means it's what you would typically expect to pay Re- for something. Reasonably priced. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's reasonably priced. It's not Disney priced anymore. Uh so that's so that was a lot of fun. So we did all of that and then, you know, we uh we actually ate lunch at uh Sanaa at Animal Kingdom Lodge before we headed out and then we came back and we had dinner at uh we actually had dinner at our resort you know and it was just it was nice because my feet had been killing me and i just felt so exhausted the days before but after having that one day off the next day i'm like back at 100 percent. and you know true i ran out of steam quicker the next day than probably what i did on day one but at least i finally at least i felt like i had some energy again you know yeah, I totally understand what you're saying because I felt I on a much smaller scale, you know, in November when we were both there, I totally experienced that where going slow and and you know we didn't have a day where we didn't go to the parks because Claire and I were only there for two and a half days. But, right when you're when you're there for such a short period of time, you have to go all the time. Right, but taking it slow and like just sitting down, like we sat down outside of Rock and Roller Coaster for about an hour after we rode it. And just kind of people watched and talked and got our photo taken for photo pass and stuff. And just after, you know, 45 minutes or an hour of just sitting, you're just like emotionally it's better and physically it's better. And it's just, you know, better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, And while I would totally suggest that people do things like rope drop, um, because it's a it's a really fun thing to experience. At the same time, not being there for rope drop and, you know, getting there at, like, say, 10 or something was so nice because, you know, we didn't have to be up at 6.30 or 7 so that we had time to get to the bus, get on the bus, ride the bus to the park with, you know, just just people everywhere around you and then get through the crazy lines and none of that was there. And, and yeah, we'd, we'd lose an hour or two in the parks, but... Out of the, with the exception of Magic Kingdom, which we did on, uh, we actually did the day we, or the day before we left. Every other park, we did absolutely everything that we could think of to do. Right. Like, and, 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 like we were sitting in Epcot going, okay, so Illumination starts at, uh, you know, whatever. It, it was probably about three or four hours before Illumination starts. What are we going to do? I, I don't know. Let's look. Let's look through the deal. And we look through, and we're like, "Nope, we did that. No, we did that. No, we." There was nothing left to do. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I think 
So my wife is helping some friends of ours plan a trip, and I think I the the best tip that I can give anyone who's going to Walt Disney World is to not do park hoppers because Claire and I have spent many hours just sitting and talking about how great that last trip was. You know, like since the trip, we probably talked about it 10 times. And I think what we've come down on is don't do park hoppers. You know, if you go into a park in the morning, do some stuff, get tired, go to your hotel, go to another resort, go anywhere, you know, go just explore the rest of the resort or take a nap or do something and go back later because you can get into the same park anytime that day. So, yeah, we kind of came down on don't do park hoppers and just devote yourself to one park a day and when you're done, be done and go do something else. Don't fret about having all this extra time. You know, just if you want to just sit for an hour and do nothing, do that. But don't do the park hoppers because then you're like, okay, we're done here. Let's go somewhere else. And and I think we've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but I, in, in the last few days, Claire and I have talked about it more. And I think, I really think that that is the key to an enjoyable trip yeah. is to not do park hoppers. Yeah. Well, and you know, the funny thing is that Nancy and I came to the exact same conclusion on this trip because we were talking about, uh, Animal Kingdom is a perfect example of this because Animal Kingdom, Nancy, Nancy said, well, all that we ever do here is we go ride the safari. We go do Expedition Everest. We maybe go watch the Finding Nemo show and then we're out because then we usually head over to Hollywood Studios and that's the second half of our day. But because, again, because we only, you know, we weren't going to drop the extra, what is it, like $64? Yeah. For the park hopper, uh, we spent all day at Animal Kingdom. And Animal Kingdom was the one that we got to the earliest, simply because it, the hours that day were like 9 to 5.30. So we probably got there 30 to 45 minutes after open. Uh, but again, we didn't have to deal with nearly the crowd that everybody else had to deal with. And, you know, we, we went and we did the safari. And then we went and walked the, uh, what, the Pagani Explorate Forest Exploration Trail. And then we jumped on the train and did Rafiki's Planet Watch, which I've been to Animal Kingdom. I don't know how many times. I'd never actually done that. How is it? It was it was interesting. They, and they, what is it? So it's kind of this be good to the environment sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but they – so along with the telling you about how you can help improve the environment for animals and things like that, they also have – they uh, like – the what is it the capuchin you know the really really small monkeys mm-hmm. they have some of those out there they have uh that's where like the that's where the the backstage area for the animals you're going to go past that on the train to and from so you can see some of the animals backstage uh that maybe aren't out in the you know in the safari area at that time uh you do know. you ever leave the train yes yes okay yeah yeah so the train leaves and takes you out takes you past all these backstage areas to this bo- to another area that contains a that has a building and this building uh again you know as you're walking out it's it's telling you about things that you can do to help the environment to uh you know make your your house more uh appealing to animals and things like that your backyard um but inside of the inside of the building they have some more of that but they also have like the the veterinary area 
for the animals. And when they do veterinary checkups, like you can actually watch them doing veterinary checkups on the animals. Huh. Uh, they, you know, while we were there, they brought a snake out and, you know, told everybody about the snake, what kind of snake it was. And, you know, let, let the, let everybody go and pet the snake. Um, so it's a, it's a very cool little area. It's, it's a much more, uh, hands-on experience, I guess I would say. Okay. So they've also, there's, you know, there's also a petting zoo out there, but it's like sheep, goats, small donkeys. I think I saw, uh, we didn't, we didn't actually go over there cause, uh, Nancy does not enjoy sheep. She's afraid of sheep. <laughs> Nancy likes them from afar, but Nancy doesn't want them where they can get to her. So, uh, but Dude, they chew on they chew on your clothes. Uh, that's kind of what she said too. She said that she was going to run away from them, and that didn't sound like a good thing for her. So we we just avoided <laughs> that. But yeah, so we did Rafiki's Planet Watch. We did the uh, the Flights of Wonder show, which was really cool. Uh, I, th- I have I've experienced that you know in passing outside the the entrance to it. You know, right. every once in a while you can see a bird fly way up in the air or whatever. But I've never done that either. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't like there was a long wait to go there or anything. And you know, we go and and they get you get to see all these cool birds doing all these different things. Um, again, my wife fear of animals, so she didn't really enjoy. There was one part when the uh, I think it was a hawk like threw flew directly over us. She wasn't a huge uh-huh. fan of that, but other than that, she really enjoyed the show. Uh, as long as again, as long as the bird stayed up on the stage, uh, she enjoyed that. But Again, and, and in doing all of this, we, we got to take our time. You know, it wasn't like we had to hoof it to the very next attraction because we, you know, because I had backed every fast pass right on top of one another. And instead, we just kind of walked around and sauntered and, you know, maybe stopped and sat down and, and talked for a while. And, and like you said, you know, just kind of watch the people and then, then you'd head on to the next thing. And yeah, that that is amazing. But but again, we would have never done that if we if we would have had a park hopper because we would have said, okay, we got you know we're going to knock out Animal Kingdom and then we're going to go knock out you know let's let's go start on Magic Kingdom or something like that. Right, and that is that is the mindset that I had gone to Disney World with every time. But saying you're going to knock out a park is such the wrong mindset to have because that. That is basically stripping the enjoyment away and making it into a to-do list. And to-do lists are rarely fun. Yes, yes. More often than not, they are miserable eventually. So, so yeah. So that, again, just, you know, I, I don't know. I've become more and more of the, the take-it-slow mantra type person uh, the more I visited Disney. And, you know, we're about to do – I'm about to do a four-day turnaround. So this is – we're recording on Sunday night, uh, and then Thursday night I drive to Houston so that I can get on a plane early, early, early Friday morning to head right back to Disney for another trip. So, uh, you know that. And and uh, here's the one thing that I will say: I we do have that advantage that we've been enough that we can afford to take it slow. I think sure because we don't feel like we're going to miss anything. Though sure. though I will I will definitely say if your family is taking I would. I would say five days or longer trip, you can afford to take it slow. Yeah, you, you, I think so. You may not think you can afford to take it slow, and it may seem really stressful, and you may not get to knock every – again, we did not knock all of Magic Kingdom off of our list. You may not get to knock everything off of your list, but if you really look at Magic Kingdom, if you really look at any park, 
and you prioritize the things that you really, really just have to see, you're going to find out there are some things that eh, yeah, you, you could live without. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell someone who's never been and who, who thinks that they're only going to go once that it's okay to miss things, but it is okay to miss things. It it really, really is. <laughs> so so just, just, keep, just keep telling yourself that over and over again. It is okay to miss some things. It is okay to take it slow, and you're going to have a much... Much, much, much better trip. So think uh, about what your sanity is worth, because there is a huge difference between leaving the Magic Kingdom at 9 p.m., going back to your resort and getting up at 6, and leaving the Magic Kingdom at 9 p.m., going back to your resort and getting up at 9. Yes. Uh, It's only three hours, but those three hours will make you so much more rejuvenated and ready to go the next day that it's it's totally worth it. And again, if you're if you're not going to make it to rope drop, the the rush it like there's just I don't know, there's just so much pressure on you when you're trying to make it to the park for open, for rope drop, for the yeah. you know, for the big show at Magic Kingdom, whatever it might be, that like it's there's just stress there to me. And and when you don't have it, that stress that stress just goes away, you know? Yep. So, yeah, then you just get there when you get there. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, yeah, the number one takeaway here is is that the slow was awesome, Good. and uh, also don't be afraid to put in uh, some of those empty days into your trip because guess what you can always just add days to your ticket if you if you want to go to the parks extra days. So mm. uh, mm-hmm. so for example, for Nancy and I, we started looking at it. And we're like, okay, so we're gonna get there on the first. Um, we're we have to go to. Uh, Hollywood Studios on the second and third because the lights are going away on the third, which you know was what we thought at the time. They extended that to the sixth, <laughs> but we thought we were going to have to be there on the second and third, and therefore we're not. I, I'm not going to get to ride Soren again, which was the understanding I went into in November that this was going to be my last chance to ride Soren in its current incarnation. But we were like, but we're going to be there with like three or four hours to go, and I started looking. I'm like we can go to the park for less than $22, both of us. Like, total, to add a day to our tickets was, like, 22 bucks Because we were already sitting at, I think, five-day park hoppers was what we started with. So it was, like, so we could pay $22. We can go in. We can go ride Soarin' one more time. We can uh, maybe do one other thing. And we can go eat dinner at Sunshine Seasons. And that's what we did. That's all that we did. But we... but. You know, it it was nice because that wasn't something like we had to do. We had to use that day, but we had the day available, so we went and did it. And we actually left before the fireworks even started. You didn't stay for Illuminations? No, no, because I knew we were coming back later to watch Illuminations. Oh, uh, okay. So, okay. yeah, so you can always add those days. And then, of course, we ended up, uh, so, again, our our free days were supposed to be like the 5th and the 7th. And we ended up, or no, we're supposed to be the fourth and the sixth. Yeah. And we were going to go to Epcot on the fifth. Well, then they announced the, so on the third, you know, we're there, we're getting ready to watch the lights and the, and the lady next to us is like, uh, so you guys know this isn't the last night, right? And we're, what? Who? Where? And she said, they, they've actually extended it to the sixth. They announced it or, you know, announced it this afternoon. We heard it on Facebook and we're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to come back on the sixth. Well, we actually talked to the show manager, and he said, well, we're going to play the same ending because they they did a very, very nice, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse Club ending to the lights as all the lights fade out. 
Oh, know, cool. You know, the M-I-C-C real soon, K-E-Y. Uh-huh. Yeah. They did that as the lights faded out as for the last time, which, of course, wasn't the last time on the third, but you thought it was going to be the last time. Um, so we were like, okay, well, we're going to get to see everything. Well, we're sitting there waiting, and this guy comes out, and he's the again, he's the stage manager, so he's in charge of everything. And I hear him talking to this guy, and he's like, so the Osbournes are going to be flipping the switch tonight, but, we, but we've extended to the six. So do you guys want to come back and do it on the fourth? And this guy, you know, this guy says, well, if it's going to be up until the six, can we do it the six? And he's like, sure, why not? So I'm like, okay. I walk up to the, I walk up to the stage manager and I said, so since you're talking to that guy about turning on the switch, and now this is all in like very hushed tones. I can barely make out what they're saying. So I'm totally like, uh, you know, being very rude, listening in on somebody else's <laughs> conversation. But, but I'm like, so you, you were talking to that guy about turning on the switch, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, so I heard him saying he was going to do six, right? And he's, yeah. So would you, could, is there any way? And I said, and you can say no, of course, but is there any way we could maybe do that on the fifth? And he said, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? So, yeah, so then we ended up having to add another day to our tickets and completely change our entire plan. You know, we already had we already had dining reservations set up for the 5th at, at Epcot. We already had all of our fast passes set up on the 5th at Epcot. Threw all of that away. Started from scratch. So well, that we yeah. Could go, but, but, but I can say that we got to turn on the Osborne lights. That is awesome. What is it? Is it just like a regular light switch? Oh, it's like, so, so... When you so when you went to the Osborne Lights, you saw the big seventy foot tree, right? Yes. Okay. Did you see the big honking light switch in front of that seventy foot tree? Uh, it's, no. Okay. So there's like a big box with a huge, like wall light switch switch, right? Uh-huh. And it says you know powered by Siemens or something like that and everything. And you know they they do the they do the little announcement about we're getting ready to watch the lights dance and. You you flip the switch up and boom, all the lights come on. That's awesome. Yes. So we got to turn on the Osborne lights. So I Dude. Uh, dude, that that is like probably one of my I, I don't know, because I got I got engaged at Disney. So I feel I so I I feel like that one's still gotta like take the cake for best Disney experience. But that puts the light switch at like one B or something. Yeah, I'm I'm saying, dude, that's like top five moments of your life, probably. Yeah, especially since that's where you got engaged. Like, you got engaged there, but then you you were you were involved in in like the second to last showing of it, and obviously the Osborne family is going to be in the last one. But oh no so no no! Actually, like... they did the one on the third that was supposed to be the last one, and oh. then these other people. These other people who have been going to the lights for like 20 years straight, you know, so the entirety of the lights existing, she actually worked at Disney back then and they met at Disney. And so they had this wonderful story and and they actually got to turn on the lights on the last day, which I think is totally awesome. Sure. But you got the penultimate one. That's right. That's right. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm so glad you went back. But, but here's the thing. If we didn't have that open day built in already. It would have been so much more of a like hassle, but instead yeah. all we did was we threw Epcot onto the you know one of the two open days. We you know and we added one more day you know so another twenty one dollars to our ticket, and we went back and we actually here's the thing we even went around and that entire day because it was going to be an off day otherwise, we rode no rides. All that we did was we went and got photo passes. Mm. Like we got there at like one or something one or two, 
uh you know so we got so we got to we got to sleep in a little bit we ate lunch at we actually ate lunch at the resort before we headed up there and then we went and did all the photo pass places that we could find uh then you know once the lights because when you when you turn on the lights they actually have photo pass people there who are taking pictures of you turning oh, on the lights and everything and good. one of the photo pass ladies was even nice enough to take my phone and she took video of the entire thing for me so i awesome. have so i have pictures and video uh, you know, and then of course we went and did all of the photo pass at the lights. Well, now thanks to the one day, uh, photo pass thing, we're going to have all of our photo pass photos. So we've, you know, so we've got an entire day worth of photo pass. So the, what is it like $60 for a single day photo pass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That suddenly becomes a great deal because I, I looked at our photo pass and I haven't, I haven't actually looked at everything. Cause again, like I, we got home and we're starting to record, uh, but I saw like 25 photos just from when we turned on the light switch. So that doesn't account all the other photos that we took around that park. So, I mean, you know, if we took 30 or 40 photos, probably 40 photos, that's what? It's less than two bucks a photo. Right. That's a pretty yeah, good that's, deal. Yeah. Especially for PhotoPass where one photo is $15. Yeah, exactly. And that's, well, and, you know, at one point we had talked about, because we, we knew we wanted PhotoPass from the, from the lights and, you know, it rained on the third. So we, so fortunately we had already gone around and done all of our photo passes on the second. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it always rains when we're at, uh, it rained last year. Yes. Yeah. It rained last year and it actually rained again or, on the not last year, last time or, yes, in, in, November in November when November. we were there. Yeah. But we, but we had gotten all of our photo pass pictures taken on the second. We were going to do the one day photo pass for the second. So we'd have some pictures from the Osborne lights. But then when we found out we were going to turn on the switch, we had to go redo all of the photo pass pictures. Hmm. But yeah, so at the end of the day, I can now say that I am part of what what I believe is a relatively small group of people who actually got to turn on the Osborne lights. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a it's a super exclusive group. So that's awesome. So yeah, that you know, and that's yeah, that's a little bit of bragging, but I am so happy that we got the opportunity to do that, and I'm also happy. So for those of you that don't know, Nancy has extreme fear of characters. Also, Santa Goofy comes out to help you turn on the lights. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! So we get the, so we get back on the fifth, right? We're 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 there, and the stage manager comes out and he's like, "Hey, okay, so you guys made it. Um, okay, so here's how it's going to work. You're going to watch me. I'm going to raise my hand up. That's going to be the cue for you guys to turn on lights. By the way, since we extended and it, this was very last minute, uh, Santa Goofy is gone. So it's it's just going to be you guys out there. No Santa Goofy. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, so, so so what for most people would have been like, oh, no, Santa Goofy, my wife is like, perfect. The one thing that, the one reason she didn't want to do the lights was because of Santa Goofy, and Santa Goofy wasn't there. So so it was, you know, match made in heaven to, to get the opportunity to do that. And, oh, dude, I just, like, again, top, top two moments of my Disney experience. And, yeah, probably top five of, of my life, just getting to flip that switch and you just get you know you're just you just get to stand there and watch the first song and just watch everything going on and watch the snow coming down and uh it was it was just a it was a perfect uh perfect way to to close the chapter on those lights for us while you've while you've been talking i've been uh looking at your photo pass photos from that day uh and that looks like a whole lot of fun yeah yeah, so uh, the the that switch is is quite large. I I, I I can't believe I didn't see that, but yeah, it is just a a really big wall switch. Well, did you and Claire actually go get your photo taken in front of the tree? 
No. Okay. So, you know, it, there's a lot of people around, and you just kind of notice the tree is there or whatever. You, it's very easy to miss that switch. When you're going up there to take your photo, you know, which they keep you away from the switch. So, you know, you, you, you take your photo, like, in front of, you know, good six, eight feet away from the switch, but it's, it's a lot more noticeable then. So it, it, if they keep you away from the switch, that legitimately is the switch, you think? I don't know, because, again, <laughs> we're getting cued from the stage manager when to turn it on, and everything, ah. is, everything is synchronized. So I want to say, I, part of me wants to say no, but here's the thing. Regardless, that is a Disney magic thing, so I'm going to go with absolutely that switch handles all the lights. And if you flip <laughs> that thing off, you're shutting down the entire show, so don't touch the switch. <laughs> oh, man, I can imagine a kid like sneaking past somebody to go turn that switch off. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. In just a, the whole streets of America dude. turning off. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, red lights, you know. The, the 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 guys, the big burly guys in black suits with Mickey Mouse ears coming out. Excuse me, son. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, but, but, but again, so, uh, so we got to, we got to turn on the switch at the Osborne lights, which, you know, and, and nobody, nobody who's listening is a stranger to, to our feelings on, on those lights, but it really, it really turned what was going to be a pretty sad experience in many ways. I mean, bittersweet, I would say bittersweet experience into a much sweeter experience being able to now say that that, that is part of the, you know, part of our history with those lights. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you got to go back. So that's amazing. And I'm glad I'm, I'm totally glad you were eavesdropping on that guy. Yes. I am totally glad that, uh, I don't encourage <laughs> eavesdropping all the time, but I am totally glad I was eavesdropping on that guy. And, you know, the funny thing is that the way that he responded to me, I really wondered if I was getting the brush off. Yeah. Yeah, sure, you can turn on the lights. <laughs> I'm not going to be there on the 5th. They're totally going <laughs> to walk up and nobody. But, you know, he the stage manager totally came through for us. So did you did you say that to him and then just walk away and then on the 5th he recognized you? Uh, he, or did you, did you receive instructions on what to do on the fifth? So, so it, it was kind of instructions. He's like, ah, yeah, just show up back here around five thirty. That, that was the extent of our instruction. And he's, and he did say when I asked, he's like, yeah, just, uh, write down the name on a piece of paper. And of course I'm like, oh my gosh, does somebody have a pen? Does anybody have a pen? <laughs> you know, but, but meanwhile, I don't want to say why I want a pen. Because I don't right. want him getting mauled by other people. Like, I want to turn on the lights. I want to turn on the lights. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to find a pen. I finally find a pen and, like, a scrap of paper and write Nancy Burleson on there. You know, write my wife's name on there and hand it to him. And he just kind of looks at it and then stuffs it in his coat. And that's the extent of, you know, that and show back up at 530. Huh. <laughs> and, and, again, just the just his demeanor, I was like... I, I, he seems legit, but this could such a be, this could so be a brush off. Yeah. You know? And like. so, and so like <laughs> until, until we were on the other side of the rope on the fifth, I was so like stealing myself for disappointment. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that. But, but to steal yourself for that kind of disappointment and then to, to actually everything work out is just, ah, uh, just euphoria there uh, yeah. when you're getting to, when you're getting to do that. That is amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I can't I can't I can't get over it. That's awesome. 
Yeah, um, so that's so I'm sure that's exactly what the rest of you want to hear about is something that is no longer there anymore, so you'll never <laughs> you'll, get to do. Nobody else will ever get to do again. <laughs> Welcome to Missing the Mouse, where we tell you stuff about the parks, and then we try to brag about some stuff, too. Which, that's actually pretty cool. That you, You're now in a group of people who will who did something that no one else will ever get to do again. Yeah, and, and talking to the show manager, it sounds like no one else will ever get to do. Because oh, I, I did hear somebody you know ask him, and they were like, well, so what about... Because I, I heard that Disney was trying to come up, and he's like... It's it's not coming back next year. He said, we're taking everything down and everything's going into trucks to ship back to Arkansas. Mm. Because all, so so basically what he said was the Disney stuff, the stuff that they have, they have designed for the show is all going to go into like general store, general Christmas storage to be used however they see fit. Anything that the Osbournes provided them with, so like the carousels, the trees, uh, I think the, uh, the canopy? Yes, the canopy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the canopy on the street is also going to is also part of their display. So all of those things uh, are going to be loaded up onto I think eighteen wheelers and and shipped back to the Osborne. So they will get all of their stuff back. Uh, but yeah, once all their stuff is back to them, that makes it awfully hard for them to then put that back together at some point. You know? Yeah, I think that's pretty much the last nail in that coffin. Oh. So at least at least you can provide kind of uh, pr- pretty good evidence uh, that that hoping for the Osborne lights to come back is probably not a good hope to have. Yeah, yeah, and and I and don't get me wrong, it it still hurts me somewhat to say that. So sure. I don't I don't bring that news with a happy heart. It is with a heavy heart, but that is that is what I was told. So take from that what you will, I guess. <laughs> um, but I also did get a chance to see the the shadow boxes that yeah. the people. So I will try to. I'll, I know there are photos on like Facebook, Twitter, all these different places. So essentially, the shadow box was it's a it's a smallish picture frame. So think slightly larger than an iPhone six plus. Okay. And inside of it is a single LED light bulb that actually came from the display. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and it said you know, and and so it's got the you know little Osborne family uh, dancing lights. This uh, you know this light came from the display or something to that effect on there. Uh, so that was the shadow box that they gave away for the uh, for the dinner. You you remember because they did the stadium blankets mm-hmm. for the dessert party. The dinner right. was going to get shadow, which those were pretty freaking cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And apparently they're also going to be giving those to cast members. So. Possibly watch for theme park connection to be something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and your your favorite uh, online uh, bidding uh, website for for some of those to probably come up. I imagine some of them have come up from just the dinner parties, and I think the 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 stage manager said something like ten thousand was was how many lights that he was told they would needed to cut for them. Uh, so there are quite a few going to cast members. So I I think that that is I think that's really cool that they're giving. Something you know, giving something like that to cast members that 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 to remember uh, this experience by, especially since apparently all of those lights are recycled anyway every year. Yeah, wow, every year, which blew my mind. But he's like, yeah, you know, they've been sitting at some of these have been sitting up since July, so they're pretty much toast, and they cut every UL label off of them, so they they're not resellable. They can't like legally, they can't resell them. So I think he said something like three uh, garbage, you know, the the construction garbage things, Uh like full 
of stuff is what they'll is what they'll send to recycle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of lights. A lot of lights that are going to go get recycled. Yeah. But anyway, so so the moral of the story is I really want one of the shadow boxes. <laughs> um, but I doubt I'm going to pay whatever somebody's going to want for one. Yeah. Plus, I, I got to I got to flip the switch. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be back to talk about Brad's trip some more. Um, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. Uh, have a magical day. Thanks.